You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 121, The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Don't go over there or the plot will commence. Hello, hello. Welcome, animation fans from all corners of the earth. My name is Mason, and you are watching the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers. The Rotoscopers being us. Uh, Rotoscoper number one. He's a rat. He's a heart rat singer. Mason Smith. Uh, he's got five fingers. <laughs> anyway, that that was horrible. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Um, and my my co- please, please don't turn it off. No, I swear it gets don't better. Don't go away. We'll try harder. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm Mason, uh, your host for to for today, and I'm here with my lovely co-hosts Chelsea Robson and Morgan Stradling. Say hello. Hello there. Hello, my friends. To you, Bendy. Hello, friends. It's time to play. There's Chelsea the oh. Yodelin Rotoscoper. Ole, ole, There's Morgan. She's, she's Chelsea's horse. She's <laughs> Chelsea's horse. <laughs> Stinky Mason, he's the old prospector. <laughs> Somebody see my man picture. Himself, of course. All the man himself. <laughs> Oh I, already ex- I already expelled my dog, so she can't be p- part of the Rotoscoper Roundup. <laughs> all right. So for those of you who are new to the show and wondering what is all this hoop hollering about, we are the Rotoscopers, and this is the Animation Addicts Podcast. It's a podcast brought to you by the wonderful world of animation. So every episode, we review an animated film, past or present. Uh, typically past, because there's not that many new films that come out. Well, maybe once a month. But this episode, we are going to be doing something pretty cool. So we have patrons who help support the podcast and keep it running. And so we have patron picks, which allow patrons to pick a movie of their choice, which we have not done before, and we get to review it. And sometimes we get classics of animation, you know, on people's top 10 lists. And other times we get direct-to-video sequels like The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. (laughs) And I love it because it really, it mixes things up. It adds a lot of variety. I just love every single different patron pick. So thank you to uh, Jasmine, who was this month's pick. Oh, Jasmine, thank you very much. I think, has has, has this been our first one of the Disney sequels to review? Yes. Oh, man. Based on my recollection, it is the very first one. Wow, fancy. Wow, wow. I th- I think we're starting off on on the right foot here because uh, you know Lion King two Simba's Pride is uh, is pretty solid as far as Disney sequels go. So, but before we do that, I have a lost voicemail. Um, <gasps> I feel really bad because he vault. sent it in, and yes, back from the vault. We're going to be talking about uh, back from the vault for a limited time only. <laughs> the princess and the frog voicemails. So uh, I was saving this for you guys. Actually, I, I kind of forgot, and I apologize. Uh, it came in last minute, and I didn't add it in. So um, we are going to hear Jack give his mini review of The Princess and the Frog, and then this will open it up to us to have Mason give his mini review because he was not on last week's episode. So before we go into our main event, let's do this. Hey, Roscopers, this is Jack calling in from Atlanta. I just wanted to give my brief thoughts on The Princess and the Frog. I got really excited rewatching this movie because I haven't seen it since theaters. And I gotta say, I had only two problems with it. One, uh, one is a big one, and the other one is just a personal one. The big one I thought was the songs weren't memorable. 
I think Randy Newman really dropped the ball on this. This could, could have been really, really interesting. It could have had some distinct Louisiana sound. It could have, it could have had a really interesting lyrics. But I found it really generic or even mediocre. I think only two songs were decent. I think Almost There was a pretty good What I Want song. And Friends on the Other Side are, is a pretty good villain song. But the other ones, I don't even remember them. Even after I watched it, I can't even hum them. All right, the other one is a personal one. Guys, I know we hate to admit prejudices, but I totally have a prejudice against frogs. When <laughs> Tiana got turned into frog, I got really turned off the movie. I don't know. Is it the designs? I'm not sure. I just feel like the movie is like a scre- screeched halt to me at that moment when they get turned to frogs and have to go all the way to Mama Odie's place. I don't know. Maybe it's just a personal thing. I never liked animated frogs ever, but that's the only wow. two problems I really have with this movie. Overall, I probably give it three and a half stars. Morgan also mentioned her her lack of um, excitement with the animated frog versions of the characters too. So there was some agreement in that. Yes. You know, frogs are difficult. Ever since uh, Chrono Trigger, you know, they haven't been able to get those animated frogs right. <laughs> So, Mason, give us your mini thoughts on that film, since we didn't get to hear okay. it. Okay, uh, I I first saw it on video when I was studying animation at BYU, and everybody was like, you have to see it, it's really good. And so we all piled into uh, my friend's dorm, and we watched it, and um, I enjoyed it. I thought that Dr. Facilier was great um, as a villain. You know, he's he really fits, uh, you know, kind of an Ursula-type villain. It's probably why, that's probably why Laura had me draw a... a androgynous mashup between <laughs> Ursula and Dr. Facilier at the Rotocast, but um, another perk of being a patron subscriber, I guess. And um, I really liked, I guess, the colors, and then one thing that everyone seems to talk about with this film is the background paintings. They're stellar, and um, they really convey a mood and an era. I really liked Tiana's like goal to kind of make something of herself and start a business and fulfill her dream and i really think that fits like kind of an american spirit which is like something cool to see in a in one of these um kind of down south of america you know southern america like animated films i don't know i'm just kind of rambling here overall i really i did like it i would say probably four stars three and a half stars yeah very nice very nice if you'd like to see oh, our full review this- go to roadscripts.com slash one twenty you may proceed. Yeah, there's this crocodile that plays the trumpet, and I think he was my favorite part. And then there's these frog catchers that are like <laughs> these like degenerate hillbillies from the swampland. You just really like and hillbillies. And I think those were like, oh, I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm animating a hillbilly for my animation it's final really this semester. Really like hillbillies. Amazing. Complete with a fully articulated Adam's apple. That's that's the key. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Well,
Well, now we are on to the main event. No, we are not. We We're are not? on to the mini main event. The mini Mason. main event. Oh, yeah. The, uh, just a... Uh, yeah, I proposed a uh, nerdy couch discussion okay. quickie. So now that we're finally on the topic of these uh, direct-to-video sequels that we want to happen, I can—I don't know what's harder to name: all the Disney sequels um, that are out there, or Disney cl- uh, animated classics that don't have sequels. Ooh. I think there's very few that have them left. I challenge you to a wizard's duel on that right now. Like right here, right, right here, now, right now. What are you? What are you, Gary Oak, just showing up and challenging me when I'm trying to do my business? Go eradicate! 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 Died. That's why he was in. That's why he was in Pokemon Tower, Morgan. Okay. Um, that's for our other podcast. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I know one that for sure does. Okay, 2D animated classics. Okay, 2D animated classics. You may go first. Okay, Snow White for one has never had one. Oh, I thought we were doing which ones do have them. Well, I guess we would. Well, okay. I was, I was, we'll do. I thought we were doing which ones don't. All right, we'll do which ones don't have it, and uh, that will help lead the rest of the discussion. All right, Pino- okay. Pinocchio does not have one. Okay, Snow White, Pinocchio. Is Chelsea participating in this, or is she just no, an innocent I'm, bystander? I'm, I'm, I'm a bystander <laughs> moderating. Okay. All right, all right. Making sure that the wizards, you know, met, the uh, wizards don't destroy everyone like in Skyrim. <laughs> doesn't go crazy. Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, is there a timer? Oh, Chelsea can keep the timer. Do like a 10-second timer. Okay. Sure. Enough stalling. Uh, Princess and the Frog does not have a direct-to-video sequel. Frozen does not have a direct-to-video sequel. Doesn't count. It's not hand-drawn. Oh, oh, 2D. Okay. Um, then we will go with Fun and Fancy Free does not have a sequel. Oh, <laughs> the whale that still wanted to sing at the Met. Let's see. Uh, oh, then, oh, The Three Amigos is a sequel. The, th- the Three Caballeros is a sequel. So it does not have a sequel. Okay, fine. I'll just do another one. Uh, Dumbo does not have a sequel. Uh, let's see. Man, they all are starting to have sequels nowadays, aren't they? Even Atlantis has a sequel. How's that? Um, the Great, Great Mouse Detective. Okay, I'll give that to you. Great Mouse Detective doesn't, but Sleeping Beauty doesn't either. Dang it, you're so good. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Home on the Range does not have a sequel, everybody. That, that is true. Home on the Range does not have a sequel. Okay, I know I can do this. Uh, Treasure Planet does not have a sequel. <laughs> you're correct, sir. Let's ha-ha, see. Ha-ha-ha. Sleeping Beauty does not have a sequel. If I already I, mentioned, I just said. Oh, that you did. Like <laughs> I lose. Okay, I lose. Time. Oh, she forfeit. If Alice only Gary would forfeit. As Jeremiah Bach in the comments, he. he oh, oh, that's Alice true. Alice in Wonderland does not have one. Robin Anastasia Hood. doesn't have one. That's the Anastasia is one of the few Cauldron. Disney princess movies that does not have a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Love it. Someday it will. All right, so to your question, Mason. Okay, so yeah, so here's here's what I want to propose for a quickie nerdy couch discussion. Um, if you could propose a a direct to video, it has to be a direct to video, low budget. It has to be low budget animated sequel to any of the, any and all of those Disney film Disney classics that don't have a sequel. What would you propose, and could you briefly describe it in one sentence? But it has to be two D. A synopsis. Yeah, sure. It has to be two D. All right. You know there's going to be a sequel for everything in in the new CG Renaissance era besides Tangled. 
There's going to be a new Big Hero 6. There's going to be a new Frozen. There's going to be a new um, Zootopia. All right, all right, all right. So that's boring. Well, so I'm going to say Robin Hood. Oh, <gasps> Robin Hood. Why would you Robin touch Hood Robin Hood? Well, because it needs right. to continue as it is. And, the Aristocats you know, have the one. same. Aristocats oh, yeah, it does. Maybe it does. <laughs> it does? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> it does? Yes. What does Edgar the... drag his way back from Timbuktu? <laughs> no, it's about Marie. Oh brother, that's just an that's just an offshoot. That's just a spinoff. All right, sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> I interrupted you. What is your plot? Yeah, Robin Hood two for Robin Hood two. All right, my yeah. my plot for Robin Hood two would basically be a um, transition from Robin Hood into Tailspin. Yes, <laughs> but that's ju- so that's ju- Jungle Book was to Tailspin. Was it? Yes, because well, Baloo okay, is is the Baloo character gray fur oh, furred or brown furred. <laughs> Um, but still, I, we, I would like to see how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know how that there's a transition in there. Um, but yeah, I think I think Robin Hood could be fun. I mean, basically, it's a it's just continuing on the story of you know random hijinks that they you know Robin Hood, Little John <laughs> running through the forest, still laughing back and forth what the, the other had to say, still laughing back and forth. <laughs> Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. But he wasn't Still living in that time. All right, all right. So, Mason, what is yours? God, what a day. Okay, um, let's see. I'm going to do... Uh, uh, I don't know. This is so hard to pick. Snow White 2, Revenge of Deffy to the Dwarf. <laughs> I, have this, I have this thing that I want to do. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> No, I was reading up on deleted characters from Lion King 2. I guess Zazu was going to have like a, a girl, a girlfriend, but she got cut from the film. What if someone did a movie or, um, you know, it could be kickstarted so that we can get through all the red tape? Or um, what if someone did this epic fan fiction of all the cut and deleted characters from animated films and they get revenge on on the other worlds, you know, in the Disney canon for being cut from production? And then in the end, like... John Lasseter and the Nine Old Men turn into cartoons and they have to fight them back, you know, and come to terms with the characters they loved so much but got cut. And Deffy the Dwarf could be like, Nah, she! Here's what we're gonna do, fellow rejects! Awesome. Very what awesome. is your mission? Fine. Infiltrate Snow White. What will? And what about Snow White? I will kill her! <laughs> like on Lion King 2. <laughs> Kovu's like, oh man, God. I thought I was hardcore. <laughs> <sighs> well, so anyway, that's uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs Two, Deffy, Return of Deffy the Dwarf. Man, can't beat that. I, I really don't know where I can go from there. I don't have very many options, but I do think I would do the. Um, I would do Basil. Ba- I want to call it Basil of Baker Street, but that's the Great Mouse Detective Two. Uh-huh. I think that very easily can be set up for a sequel. You know, at this point. Watson and Basil are together. They've had lots of time together, so this could either be set, you know, a few years after the events of the first film, and it's you, there's a whole plethora of different novels and different things that you could base it off Sherlock Holmes stories. Uh, okay. Very easily set it up for another. Here's another crime, you know, solving. We could have a Moriarty rat yes. instead of rat again. Yes, there you go. Yes. yes. What, what's the little girl's name in in rat? Olivia. Rat Olivia. Olivia Favishan. And then at the end, uh, Basil could uh, could die and then pass on his mantle of Sherlock to Olivia. And now she's the new Sherlock. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
awesome. Yeah. So there you go. Um, that's actually pretty crazy. That there's only really a handful of films that don't have a sequel uh, 2D. And the 90s were really a, a reason for this because they went sequel happy basically in the 90s, starting off with uh, The Rescuers 2, which actually went direct to theaters, but then, um, you know, Return of Jafar and so on and so forth. And basically every single Disney movie after that point had a sequel, whether it was good or bad. This one actually happens to be quite good. And yeah. that is The Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. It was released October 27th, 1998, direct to, DV- to VHS in all its glory. It was done by Walt Disney Animation Australia at the time, which also is known as Disney Toon Studios, later renamed and reformulated, um, and also Disney uh, Walt Disney Pictures. So Walt Disney Pictures. So that's how they nailed those crocodiles. Yes. They got the crocodile animation really well because these people were in Australia. Well, (laughs) Walt Disney Pictures did the storyboards, you know, the voice recording. They actually, you know, worked on the actual story, hammered all of that out. And the animation was then sent to uh, Disney Toon to do. And I think the animation is very, very good in this for Mm -hmm. what, you know, when you think of direct-to-video sequels, you think really crappy animation, but this one really shows they put a lot of effort into this one. Um, I felt like it was like this curve that went down, down, down as like the executives realized, you know what, we don't have to try that hard mm -hmm. on these sequels, you know? But this one... And then we got Pocahontas 2. Oof, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pocahontas 2 was so terrible. So typically we don't have, you know, budget for these films, right? Um, Because that's not usually released and we don't have box office for the films. However, this did have some, uh, was very, very successful. Um, They anticipated that it was going to sell around 10, and of course I'm getting all this information from Wikipedia, box office mojo, the internet, bonus features, all of the above. There's no art book for this, so I didn't not do that this time um but they anticipated that it was going to be a huge success because lion king you know did over uh was one of the highest grossing animated films of all time and so they thought okay this is we're gonna do a run of 10 million units uh vhs tapes for this sequel and it it sold i think around 3 million in the first few days which is Mm -hmm. pretty crazy and then ultimately went on to sell 15 million copies which um uh, accumulated around 300 million, which basically is the same figure that uh, Lion King did in theaters, uh, you domestically. And then it is has continued to be one of the top selling direct videos um, ever to be released, making around 464.5 million in worldwide sales. That and including rentals, that is insane to me. It's really insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is I mean, that, half a million dollars on this movie. I mean, it's one of the big secrets about these, like, lower-budget animated family comedies. Like, they usually do really well in the home video market. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because some somewhere out there in the world, there is a child who needs to be entertained or they will scream. And their mother, <laughs> and their mother or father or guardian figure has to put on a movie for them. It's just a fact of life. And they've seen Frozen for the 700, like, 700 times already. So um, they need something else. And so they, who do they turn to, you know? It's like this, like shady dude around the corner. They're like, "So, you want some entertainment, huh?" I got the ones that even out yet. <laughs> I'm really desperate. All right, uh, my name's The Reef Two. I starred a bunch of uh, B-list celebrities, and uh, yeah, I'll go into your house and I'll entertain you, kid. 
Like, all right, I'm, I'm desperate. Just no funny business. Yeah, hey, what do you, what do you, th- what do you mean? I'm rated G. Nothing's gonna happen. You know, that's what these guys are. I'm just kidding. Not, not Simba's pride. Lion King Two is actually very highly cherished by lots of Disney fans. Um, and I, I gotta hand it to them. Like, they tried really hard with like the animation and the cell quality. Like, mm-hmm. way to go, guys. Like. It, a lot of people consider this to be the greatest Disney animated sequel, and I know everybody's got their opinion, but I think we could all agree this one's got some quality to it. It does have quality. Yeah, I definitely noticed that even, like, the main characters looked phenomenal. Their character animation and their, just, they were on model, which is typically something that you don't see <laughs> in direct I mean, to animated videos. At, for the most part, they were on model. Uh, things that I did notice were off, uh, and, you know, understandably so were background animals you know when they were moving and walking they were very stiff and uh, didn't have the same flow that the animals did um in the lion king but again they were background creatures they didn't need to have that much time and effort to spend on them like they did in the first film so and it's so divine that you lose your mind as it sweeps you off your feet if you bendy without a worry or lack it just takes two to make it true your heart so before we begin i have a list if you haven't seen this movie i'm going to spoil the movie for you and i'm also going to um <laughs> dash your hopes and you've had 20 years to watch it <laughs> we are sorry okay okay okay. i got one thing to say so on on imdb there's a discussion topic called if i watch this will it spoil the first movie <laughs> that's a yes oh my God. that's like, a yes yeah it's like they haven't seen lion king one but they're going straight to the sequel like you're doing it wrong we should bust through the window and be like wrong ma'am or sir wrong so one thing you will notice about this film is that it is basically the exact same plot as The Lion King with a few changes. Now, Lion King was based off Hamlet. This is same basic story ele- elements, but instead of Hamlet, we're going with a different Shakespeare play. We're going with Romeo and Juliet. So I am now going to introduce a very generic list, um, which applies to both films. Um, so scenes that happen in both of the films. Uh, I'm sure there are more. These are just ones that I came off the top of my head as I was getting ready. I didn't do this as I was watching the movie. Otherwise, I'm sure I'd be talking for days. So opening baby christening. Uh, all the animals are immune, so we're not going to kill you. But please come worship our child. <laughs> Next, young adolescent who was just christened comes out and wants to explore the new world. However, oh, yeah. father introduces the off-limits zone. Big talk ah, about the, the off- rules. Yes. Next. Don't go over here, else the plot will, will, will commence. <laughs> Young adolescent ignores and goes into the off-zone limits anyway. Chi- this coming. child is also followed by the father's henchman. <laughs> the adolescent meets the bad guys. Enter escape danger scene. So. Escape danger scene. Got it. Yes. They had to escape danger in some way, shape, or form. They make it out alive because they are saved by the father. Ah, uh, and then there's the, you deliberately disobey. Yes, me. father has the talking to moment in a field with the child. <laughs> it even has the field. <laughs> and stars. stars yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going, keep going. This is great. Villain song in a very strange, obscure place with an army of henchmen. Yes, with lots of of rocks that point up. Yep. Uh, Rafiki being Rafiki in his tree 
Enter hieroglyphics. Dangerous situation in the ravine. Ooh, that ravine, man. Next, laying in the grass slash talking about stars slash kings. Uh, next, Rafiki butts in and provides guidance. Next. Okay. Now, these aren't all in the exact same order, obviously, but they are all in the same movie. Friendship slash budding romance song with stylized graphics. Oh, okay, so okay, yeah, so the okay, I get you. Mm-hmm. So there's the Upendi, and then mm-hmm. I just can't wait to be yep. king. So you're likening those. Yes, no, of, not just can can't wait to be lion. king. It's can you feel tonight. the love? No, tonight, no, it is not. Because yes, then later we have romantic love song with lions oh, kissing. Right. That's true. <laughs> lions That's true. kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Next, enter massive fight scene. Villain is destroyed, and then back to the top of Pride Rock, where we all go to roar. The end. Where we all go to Now, which movie was I describing there? (laughs) Star Wars Episode (laughs) 1. Oh, sorry. Um, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Same movie. So, yes. Oh, the Thunder Tube. Thunder Tube approved. I love it. That was excellent, Morgan. Thank you. Thank you. Very very well thought out and researched um, analysis. Again, I am positive there are scenes that I have missed that are duplicates. Please put them in the comments of the show notes, rotoscopers.com slash 121. I would love to hear your list. So, all right, now let's go on to the movie. Obviously, you know, I was joking, but really, it is the exact same movie. I still kind of like it. I was pretty surprised (laughs) they didn't do the sun rising and the dude yelping, you know? Mm It was like African yodeling. Uh, but, you know, instantly from the very first notes of the film, it, I got a darker vibe from it. Mm-hmm. And they, they do stuff like that. It is darker. You know, it's it's dealing with, uh, you know, some serious issues. Uh, um, if you look at it, they usually show Pride Rock from um, the left side instead of the right side in this movie, which is the shadow shadowy side. And um, I don't know if you noticed, like towards the second half of the film, they kind of do that. And so... Um, it it kind of has this kind of darker vibe, and then I like the uh, oh oh a hey, oh, you know the first song isn't that bad. So the, it's got kind of this '90s vibe though. The reason the first song isn't that bad is because it was taken from the Broadway musical, which was released the year before. Um, so there are a few songs in this sequel which are just plucked directly from the Broadway, and I think they're some of the better ones, and they are quite good. Uh, that one, "He Lives in You," "He Lives in You," "He Lives in Me," is actually a very uh, prominent song in the broadway musical it has uh, it plays quite a number of times so i like that they included it um uh, yes so that is why that's why it's so good some of those other ones like Upendi, let me break it to you is not in the broadway <laughs> i know you're missing it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um sorry i was laughing at what princess morgan is saying in the chat she had a severe case of misunderstood lyrics with you, Pendy. <laughs> Which we will get okay, to. Anyway. Did, you guys, did you guys notice the, you know, circling leaves and whatnot? And oh, the I swirling felt, leaves? I felt like that was kind of like a vortex, time vortex thing with Pocahontas. So I was like... Well, that's so how the great kings here? of the past talk to Rafiki. Mm. That's how they do that. There's, there's that's how Powhatan but, talks to Mufasa, <laughs> who, yes. I must convene with my lion brothers. <laughs> Before we come out and slaughter this other Indian tribe, uh, we'll get to that when we do the Broke Honest episode. Hey, did you guys see that it was Rafiki singing up there on Pride Rock? Way to, way to go, man. He's like, this is my moment. Yeah, it's you like they have to have in these. the last film. It's like they have to have these councils, you know? Every animal with the door of his tent towards Pride Rock. 
there's a, there's a conference talk in there somewhere. But yeah, um, I feel like we had, yeah, those leaves are very Pocahontas. Wasn't there another movie that we were talking about how, like, where the leaves are kind of, I, I felt like it was Tarzan or something where, like, the leaves mean something. I don't know. I it, there was There was one of those. Was, Maybe you're just thinking of Lion like, Two years ago somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere. It's all about those leaves, man. The passage of time and the voice of the spirits. Um, yeah, then we got Kiara, who is officially the most unsung and little-known Disney princess ever. Are you? Does it count that you're a Disney princess if you're only in a sequel, one of the direct-to-video sequels? Mm-hmm. I bet all the other our... princesses are like, oh, she's direct-to-video. <laughs> there is definitely a oh. hierarchy I here. think oh. her mom would They're be... They're like mean girls. <laughs> Her mom would much rather be higher on the princess path pantheon than Kiara. I yeah. think Nala is a much better character. Kiara was very whiny, and and her voice actress I didn't love, unfortunately. Which one, young, young or old? Young, young. Okay, which is like I'm Kiara, and I loved how they had to like push the princess thing. I did, I feel like in the original Lion King they weren't like Prince Simba. I mean, they did talk about you'll be king one day, but they didn't refer to him like directly as a prince. Well, Zazu um, like tells him he'll be a pretty pathetic prince indeed. Well, yeah, I feel like in this one there was a lot of princess, princess yeah. Kiara, princess. We love princesses. Yeah, measure up to who you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be a princess just like princess fiona oh. kiara turns into a were tiger at night <laughs> it's a curse <laughs> anyway all right so uh like like morgan talked about um we ins- we go into the it, we go into the outlands stuff and it's so confusing it's like it's like yeah you never go to the outlands kiara why because they're a group of lions that we hate, and we're not going to explain to you why we hate them. We just hate them. Yay, <laughs> hatred. We're great parents, aren't we, Nala? <laughs> and Nala's just like, yeah, yeah, you're great. This is awesome. We are parent. We are adulting we are. with hatred. And then we're instantly in the, uh, you know, Timon, Pumba, keep an eye on Kiara. Never mind that Zazu is ten times better at babysitting than y'all. Like, he has such a... He's in the sky. He can see everything. Let's send the dumbest people to save Kiara. And then ten ten seconds later, Pumba almost kills her. Yeah, let's be honest here. How come they're not banished? Yeah, uh, Simba is not Mufasa. He is. He still not has his frat bros he... living with him. He can't get over it. Yes, he's. He's still. He's still. He's still he's prolonging his childhood. Exactly. Nala's like, "Where are you going, Simba?" He's like, "Um, you know, I'm gonna go play Call of Duty with my with Timon and Pumbaa, man. Like, hey, hey, I'm. I noticed that we're out of um, we're out of Doritos and and Monster Energy drinks. Could you pick some up for me? We're gonna be really busy. <laughs> this, is, this is Simba in this movie." <laughs> Now that's the sequel I want to see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Kingdom Hearts there'll be an Easter egg. No, he's he's seriously just living with his 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 old bros. Oh my gosh. We need to do more sequels. Can I just Yeah, patrons (laughs) get on this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Bar talk Bar Talk the Magnificent coming right up. Yeah, anyway, and so here we are, we get, we meet Kovu, and then 10 seconds later, we meet Kovu's mom, who is psychotic, hand-picked by Scar himself. 
No, she was like a, the pageant mom that whose kid got disqualified. <laughs> and so she, she's like, no. A little vindictive. <laughs> oh, oh, this is what comes She gets up. that jaded pageant mom look. <laughs> they exist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I, I saw her and like that's all. She's like psycho like where were you in this first film obviously you were like you were not high on the totem pole even then like i don't understand but who are these lions are they these like these like nazi loyalist lions who just like couldn't kick their habits and so they had to like be exiled you know basically right this is basically the european union um (laughs) It's so it's so weird. It's like I guess okay. So they're these Scarites who sympathize with Scar, but it's like I like how Simba just doesn't give a rat's behind about how the Outlanders like have horrible <laughs> living conditions. She's like little food, little water. <laughs> we eat termites and field mice. Like for crying out loud, it, it, no. it's like Simba has he's just he just skirts it. He's like you know what happens when you invade the when you come back to the Pride Lands, and then they imply that the, the penalty is death. So she's like okay. Eat Kovu, you know? And then, like, (laughs) it's so weird. And then 10 seconds later, Simba's like, don't forget. He's like, don't forget, uh, Kiara, we are one. The whole we are one spiel coming from Simba is a load of crap. Because, like, here's a guy who was banished himself, wrongfully. And and Timon and Pumbaa got banished. They're both outcasts. Like, there's no sympathy for these lions? I don't know. I guess guess because... Simba um, wasn't really banished by the people who counted. (laughs) That's true. Well, I guess because yeah. Zira is such a psychopath, it's probably for the best that they kind of go out to pasture. We don't need them to reproduce. Let's just put it that way. They're, at least her genes, not working out so well. So let's let survival of the fittest, and you're going to try to survive over there. Well, here's the thing. I'm not exactly sure how this whole lion royal line works. Like, is this where the females take the head? Because generally there's only the one male. I mean, do they just like, I don't get it. I don't know. There's all sorts of weird discussions on like the inbreeding aspect of lion prides. Like with this film specifically, and, and I don't even want to go. This is what happens when cousins marry. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So g- let's just skip to Kovu because there it doesn't make sense that he's not just Scar's son. Like that's like the makes right. the most sense, right? No. Make- pr- wasn't he... At one point, he was supposed to be Scar's son, Yeah, so originally he was supposed to be Scar's son, but Eisner changed it because he thought, okay, well, if he's Scar's son, that makes him and Kiara first cousins, and that's not okay. Which, let's be real here, it's the animal world. It doesn't really matter. They don't... It doesn't doesn't matter, okay? So, I'm assuming he thought that there would be some uproar about that, but for me, I personally would have preferred him to be Scar's son because then that gives him so much more drive and motivations rather than i was handpicked by scar somehow but i don't know where i came from um and but then he kind of like sort of like uh kylo ren like he's always turning to scar like i got to be like scar got to be like scar you know if he just would have been the son it would have been a lot better i think so that was a miss for me just make him make him son don't worry about it they can fall in love Yeah, and it definitely the it turns well without um, Kovu and having that aspect of him, like wanting revenge because Scar was his father. Then you wouldn't have Zira, who who is the villain. And in this film, I guess you have to have a villain. Otherwise, Kovu's just like 
Oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm a good lion. The end. Roll credits. Well, also, <laughs> um, fearless Astrid Hofferson makes a great point. In the original film, Simba and Nala are technically half brother and sister because guess what? There is only one male lion in a pride of lions. Yeah. Basically, I know well, we like okay. to think that his wife is his one and only, but they're all his wives, basically, and they're all related. This is called polygamy right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lion polygamy. That's just the well, way hey, it works. It happens in the animal, the animal world. Kingdom. It's the yeah, animal kingdom. The animal so, world. hey, no one had a problem with that because they didn't it's make it a big deal. Something they didn't tell you in Zootopia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something they didn't tell you. Oh, man. Oh, well, for the sequel. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's just so weird because, okay, Kovu, you always, the whole time, it's true, you always wonder where in the world did Kovu come from? Like, basically, Zira is the one. It's like, okay, why would Scar, of all the kids, choose not his son? Like, yeah, you, I mean, yeah. Clearly, you really he didn't have want, one. Yeah, he didn't have one. Well, he didn't you don't get really to want mate. Nuka. <laughs> Mufasa was like, heck no. <laughs> we're going to take care of this right now. <laughs> and all the lionesses were like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope. He's slimy. Anyway. All right, all right. Let's move on from this I know, conversation. We're like, we're Let's like talk about. into the PG 13 realm. I like it. <laughs> Next episode will be Fritz the Cat. Anyway. So let's talk about. Kovu, voiced by my favorite Jason Marsden. Oh, that guy who was from that yes. one show. Yes. Oh, yeah. Also, that Zachary Binks, Max from a Goofy movie. Oh, oh, yep. He has such a great voice. I am totally uh, in approval of him <laughs> voicing yet another Disney character. Oh my gosh, it's like a Goofy movie three. Like Pete's like, <laughs> what is your mission? To, <laughs> to infiltrate Mickey, the Mickey Mouse Club or the House of Mouse. And what will you do about Mickey? I will kill him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> At the end, Goofy's like, Maxie, come home. Come home with me and Mama. Dad, I'm so confused. It's like a struggle within me. Help me finish it. Anything for you, Maxie. It's just the scene from episode seven. <laughs> I should be a writer. (laughs) (laughs) What were we talking about? I don't even know. I don't even care. This is what happens when cousins marry. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. So um, any other things that you'd like to talk about in this neck of the woods, basically the elephant graveyard version of uh, this story where they are escaping from crocodiles, so scary, and then they have the big confrontation of the two clans. What do you think of the villain song? Eh, it mm. a far cry from yes uh be, be prepared, prepared. <laughs> yeah very a, far very i can't even sing any i can sing a lot of these songs to you surprisingly some of them are actually really good that one i nope it's already forgotten zira's Long got gone. some brutal lyrics though man she really has blood on her mind here's the thing okay the half brother or whatever brother nuka yes and the other sister or whoever that other girl Completely is. Completely indoctrinated. Like, those two, I didn't understand at all what their problem was, other than they're like inbred and. Well, they crazy. were they were trying to. They were, that's another thing I forgot. Basically, enter their version of the hyenas without being the hyenas. Right. You know, there's those one's the super ridiculously goofy character, the other one's pretty cutthroat. Um, so he one he was trying to be like Ed, and the other one's supposed to be like Shenzi, basically, or a combination of Shenzi and Bonsai. But they they were just you know additional fodder to yeah, push the the scene. It's along. Yeah, yeah. 
I love. I liked uh, Nuka. Oh, I don't know if I. I don't. I don't know if I love Nuka or not. I, I think I like him a lot because he is clearly at a disadvantage and really wants to he's trying so hard and, and that way he's somewhat endearing but he never stands a chance and so ultimately when he does die he's you kind of feel bad one. for him yeah because he just wanted to impress his mom who never gave him a chance yeah talk about shallow end of the gene pool like this guy is a muddy puddle <laughs> as far as genetics go oh well he even looks like his voice actor which i kind of appreciate yeah, there are a couple moments where I really thought, I was like, oh, wow, you really do look like Andy Dick. Yep. <laughs> he did. So <laughs> There was one part during the villain song where he was like, did this whole thing, and I was like, wow, Yeah. there you go. Yeah. Okay, so can we talk about the beeper joke? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That reference was short-lived. The beeper joke. <laughs> that was horrible. Someone get that- her a beeper. That took me out. I was like, beeper? Beeper? <laughs> We're not going to want a beeper? We're throwing beepers in here. Cool. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's like, that's so 90s. It's like, it's a device that tells you when you're getting a call because you don't, we haven't well, figured out cell phones yet. Which doesn't even make sense in this animal world to even bring that up right. at all. One thing I love so much about The Lion King is that it has very little pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Uh, very yeah. very little it has it has some i guess and and that makes it timeless and that's why it's my all-time favorite 2d animated film but this one just feels like um i don't know they really they were like okay what did we like about nathan lane's character and pumbaa and the first one okay well let's just ramp it up a little bit more you know mm-hmm. instead of the we all, love the farts of pumbaa and the, the jokes the farts of, of timon the farts of pumbaa that was a that was a blast. Oh, sorry, <laughs> not you. But anyway, um, okay. So they grow up, and um, Kiara uh, grows up to be a princess, I guess. Um, and then Kovu uh, grows up to be a an extremist terrorist, cold blooded killer. <laughs> well, he's like this little which is sleeper kind of cell. disturbing. He's like, what what kind of training is this? It's not training. It's fun. I know. He's, he's completely militarized. It's scary. And hold on. Can we rewind back to her? Basically, it's her coming out, right? Is when she goes on her first hunt. And she, but Boy, does she I, suck sorry, at she hunting. Did, she was not very prepared. Even after the fact when Kovu's training her, like he's teaching her things. It's like, this is like the first time she's ever heard some of these things before. I'm like, Simba, you did a bad job. You did, or it's, I guess Simba doesn't hunt. Let's be real here. It's the lionesses. Sure. But all of her polymoms did a bad job. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Um, well, and well, he's just the whole time. He, he basically, he wishes that he had a son. And he never really did much hunting, Ooh. so he's treating he, her he as grubs. the son. He ate grub for most of his he life. He ate grubs, yeah. Uh, good thing he does have a son. He uh, he in, does. Um, in the Lion Guard. Oh, that's right. The number two oh. born. <laughs> so, Is Keon. that considered canon? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. They tried oh, so yeah. hard to make it canon, and we have to give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I liked it. I, I saw. I caught some of it over the um, the winter break. Uh, you know, we go on vacation specifically so we could watch cable in the hotel room, and uh, and so we did that. And it was great. I I thought it was pretty solid. The roar guard or whatever it's called. What is it called? Lion guard. The lion guard. Oh, okay. Roar guard. Yeah. I so have not what, seen okay. It. So I I guess I just don't understand some of Zira's like motivation. Like 
does she want Kovu to specifically be the king of Simba's pride, like Scar was supposed to be? Or does she just want power? Like, why doesn't she make her own kingdom where she's the queen? I think she's just crazy. I uh, All of the above. I think she wants to get back in Pride Rock, where she th- that's her home, okay. and that's... She probably lived there, grew up there, so she wants to be back in the Pride Lands because that's clearly the best lands out of everything. Everything else around it sucks, um, and there's no other great place apparently. Yeah, there's Pride Rock. Um, isn't there? What if there's some? But and she does want Kovu to become king because Simba has scorned her basically, and you know if he's king, it's never going to work out. So she needs him to Kovu to be king so she can go back. Yeah, yeah. And hey, rule autonomously through him i think she's more of a like a fanatic of scar and wants to reinstate kovu to reinstate scar like when she looks at kovu she sees scar the image of scar even though he has no none of scar's blood in him yeah which but he does have would have made this even better yeah he's like a figurehead and in in such like uh zira's a very cruel person like she doesn't she doesn't pay attention to any of her children she's just crazy that's all i that's all i get from her she's She's just crazy crazy. that's okay that's a great motivation don't need anything more than that yeah probably so they they come together and of course just like in oh here's another thing main character recognizes other main character by something that they did uh, an action they did together as kids oh yes oh yes. that's right, right. so um that's how they recognize each other and she's like kovu nala not nala um yeah. yeah. Anyways, so that Simba? they get together and they love each other oh so much. They're hanging out, having a great time. Rafiki decides to play matchmaker and get involved and takes him to. <laughs> Boy, does uh, he ever! Hello, where clearly they were in not the Pride Lands, and then no, within yeah. within like two minutes, he takes him to this oasis. I'm like, hey, uh, mom, let's skip the Outlands and just move right here. This is a great spot. We don't have to go to Pride Rock. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> solved. Nah, nah, they they'll get close up, and Rafiki will be waiting with a shotgun. Get off my <laughs> It'll lawn. It'll just be a mirage. Oh my gosh, Rafiki <laughs> really wants them to hook up. Like the implications here are very strong. I really mm-hmm. get the creepy little monkey thing line from the first movie now. He just really wants them to get together, man. He's okay, at the end of this Inupendi song, like he's off. Everybody has their own like pair. So they have their animal pair going off in in these flying, you know, leaves that shaped like hearts and then you just have him all by himself and he's just like yeah but he's like a eunuch he just you know it's his lot in life he can't have love or you know he's kind of like a priest or whatnot so that's forbidden so he doesn't he he doesn't like yeah exactly he doesn't want it for him but he wants it for others so and just when they ramp up the close relationship to kiara and kovu it all comes crashing down there are multiple you lied to me moments for one simba lies to (laughs) kiara about letting her do her own thing and and hunt uh, do her first hunt without sending timon and puma to ruin everything and then kovu lied to kiara obviously he lied to everyone but he also lied to himself Yes, the worst kind of lie. Oh, uh, we need a movie where the uh, where the main character says, uh, "You lied to I me lied to, to himself me? in into the mirror." <laughs> he gets a mirror. He's like, "You lied to me." <laughs> He's gone completely bonkers. I like it. I like it. And then, um, of course, the penalty is 
exile. It's like all the animals come together to sing the exile song. They're like really into sending this kid off. So dishonorably. Oh, Mr. Antelope and Mr. Zebra. Whew. Deception. Deception. Disgrace. As the smile on your face. There's so many of these like so many of these dramatic like 80s and 90s like like hat like half tone like screen screen layers. You know, there's one part where he's walking towards a gigantic Simba, like a semi opaque Simba. And he's just like looking away all dramatically, and then at the very end, the, all the, the, the antelope is like deception, disgrace. It's like who the heck are these guys? Did they get like a contract with the movie for, or something? I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. The song was exceptionally cheesy. Yes. <laughs> oh, but it was so good. And then, and then oh, right afterwards, awesome. right afterwards, Kiara has her Disney princess dramatically flinging herself onto her <laughs> bed moment. She deserves to be in the canon, guys. Put her in the that princess is, website. She deserves to be there. That's true. That is one of the qualifications for the Pantheon. So, <laughs> boom. Love will find a way. There was that song. Ah. And Love to my surprise, it was not Leah Salonga who sang it, although it did sound quite a bit like her, um, or Liz Calloway. Neither of those were chosen, but this was performed by Heather Hadley and Kenny Lattimore. Okay. So okay. I thought they did a good job, but it was, yeah, the Love Will Find A Way song. Mm. They found and a again, way. Another ripoff of... Can no. you feel the love tonight? Nope. Like, there's no Elton know, John. It's not the same. Can't even compare. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's actually not a bad song. Yeah, I completely it's forgot it. Not too bad. Oh, woman is singing to you. Love will find a way. <laughs> Basically, now there's a lot of songs in this. No, there's, there's a lot warf- of songs. There's straight up warfare after this because Zira's like, no, oh, yes, yes, my yes. lionesses. Now we will strike. Get the lionesses. Which, okay, that was a moment when that's all Simba has for these lionesses to do. Assemble the lionesses. It's like, okay, Nala is the only one that you actually, like, hang out with. And then all of the other ones, like, are the secondary wives. And they just, that all that's all they do is they're the fighting wives, I guess. I don't know. It's really strange. That would be a sweet reality show. <laughs> fighting wives. Fighting wives. <laughs> <laughs> the wives of MMA fighters <laughs> who also fight each who other. Also fight because they're also MFA fighters and our lionesses, Real Housewives. <laughs> yeah, this is this this. I actually was in you know in tune with the movie and really invested. But this last part, I was kind of like, okay, let's fight and get this over with. Let's fight and right? get this over with. All right, we all know that Zira is going to go rogue and try to kill everyone, and and I um. Okay, so here's a really interesting thing. Um, I don't know if you look up on the on the trivia and stuff and like behind the scenes stuff, but the film was originally going to be a lot darker. Like Vitani, the little girl, her her early name was going to be Shetani, which is means devil in Kiswahili. And then uh, Nuka had a much darker death. Um, instead of saying I I tried mother or something like that, he says like I tried at least like at least now you notice me or something like that, like something really tragic. And then, the, but the best part is, and I wish they could have kept kept this in, is that Zira was originally gonna gonna let go of the cliff herself rather than accept Kiara's help, so she effectively um, commits suicide. Yeah, and um, if you look, hmm. 
If you look on the cells where she falls down, she has a big grin on her or on her face when she falls to her death. Go go back and watch it. It's true. And so I think that's a little bit of that, um, a little leftover. bit of that left over. Or she's such a scar enthusiast enthusiast that she is so excited that she is dying nearly the same. Well, oh, she's never such mind. a fanatic. That's, that how, she's like, that's oh, who Mephasa died, Scar- not Scar. Yeah, Scar actually didn't die by falling. I saw this on like an official website recently, and I was like, no, you're wrong. Uh, oh, it was on the jungle, yeah. the live action Jungle Book trivia. Which is often wrong. He died by hyena death. He yes. dad died by hyena. Yeah. And so hopefully this changes Simba's like uh, attitude of like savages, savages, barely even lions. <laughs> They're different from us, which means they can't be trusted. And Kiara's like, how loud are the drums of war? You know? Are the roars of war. <laughs> the roars of war. <laughs> That was from uh, Princess Morgan on the chat. I, I totally stole that, stole that from her. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so and then there's rain, is... the healing rain to to make everything uh, yes. better, and then everybody goes off and roars. I love how Rafiki just gives them the the this the uh, staff shake of matrimony. It takes about five seconds. It's like super expedited <laughs> at Pride Rock. Oh, you want to get married? Okay. <laughs> Well, he does have a lot of them, so I'm sure these happen all the time. He's like, all right, Simba's like, <laughs> Rafiki, make us legal. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so that's that the was, movie, guys. That was the movie. That's, yeah. that was that's the movie. Simba's pride, or as our document says, Simba's price. <laughs> Simba's price. <laughs> I'm updating that. <laughs> the price he paid was exile. <laughs> Deception. <laughs> Disgrace. Oh, it's great! It's great. Uh, and then they have a, a, a rousing, a rousing round of "We are one, we are we one, we are one." Harmony. <laughs> now all it's of not the an episode lions, without Mason. They are living in harmony. <laughs> oh yay! Seal it with a thunder tube. <laughs> All right, so should we rate it or go into our voicemails? We'll just go into our voicemails um, and then rate it because there might be some questions in here that prompt us to answer more things. All right, first one is from Daniel. Let's go. Hey, Rotoscopers, this is Daniel Talbert. I just wanted to leave a voicemail uh, giving you my thoughts on Lion King 2. I'm excited to check out the episode when it comes out. Uh, as for my thoughts on the film, uh, I quite honestly hated it. Um, <laughs> I don't like any of the Disney sequels really that much. Lion King 2 was probably my least favorite. Not that it's necessarily awful, but uh, when I watched it, even as a kid, and of course now, I can't even get through it. It's not my thing. <clears throat> so... I, I'm actually one of those people that likes Return of Jafar better. Whoa. Um, and I don't even hate Return of Jafar. I don't love it, but I like it better than Lion King 2. So that's my thoughts. Uh, you know, thanks, uh, thanks for uh, reviewing Lion King 2. I think it's kind of interesting that you guys are reviewing Disney sequels. Um, so I would like to maybe see more of those. Um oh even if they're not all 100% positive because they are Disney sequels and they're mostly direct-to-video. So, uh, yeah, thanks for everything, guys. Love the podcast. Have a good one. 
Oh, thank you, Daniel. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> and also, yeah, just a reminder, these are patron cho- Patreon subscriber choice. And uh, so I don't know if we would do that many sequels before we did some of the other <laughs> like Renaissance masterpieces and and other other ones of the Disney canon. But um, yeah, I, I I thought this was kind of a refreshing one, like getting into films that we know aren't aren't weren't meant weren't never meant to be as great as the originals. But so I feel like we could have more fun with this, you know? Yes, we definitely <laughs> had. It's not We've as had much a on lot the line. more fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's like we ourselves have nothing not much on the line here we have nothing to lose (laughs) we can say whatever we want and the animators who worked on this are like yeah yeah they're right they're right (laughs) we we said the same thing (laughs) all right our next one is from jeremiah jeremiah hello mason morgan and chelsea and thunder too hi jeremiah I'd like to be calling you all for the first time about The Lion King 2. Uh, I really can't say this film is great, of course, but it's one of the better Disney sequels, which is to say that it is fine, except as an interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. As that is actually really quite good. It really picks up on a lot of the themes, surprisingly. For example, uh, Juliet is just passionately in love with Romeo so deeply and completely, and yet she is not blind. He sees he is flawed and transforms him, and he is completely different after every encounter with her. And uh, uh, they actually did a quite good job of showing that. So yeah, kudos to unto them. And finally, also about the My Little Pony episode when you finally do it, Mason... Please be there. This is a plead from your fandoms. It would be delightful if you were there. Because you must suffer because your suffering is funny. And it won't all be suffering. It's it's really lovely to look at, especially considering it's flash animation, which is hard to do. The characters are delightful. It's funny. So thank you guys for what you do. It's such a lovely podcast. Uh, talk to you later. Yay, Jeremiah. Hey, I think this is the first time. I Is this the first time he's done a voicemail with us? I've ne- yeah, I've never heard Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you you little bullfrog. Um, I uh, thank you so much for uh, calling in for one. I yeah, you're you're spot on with the uh, Romeo and Juliet vibe. Like it, it totally has that forbidden love thing. I think someone was making um, I think someone was making comparisons to um, Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala. So that kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of ha- that that it's got kind of that vibe too. So yeah. Definitely. Okay, so uh, My Little Pony. Uh, we have actually reviewed a My Little Pony production. We just ha- we just never uh, made it available. It's in the vault. It is in the vault. vault. We uh, we did a um, a commentary that you play along with Equestria Girls, the first movie. And so I have actually been exposed to my little pony friendship is magic though i watched equestria girls which is kind of off canon like it's it's kind of this weird spin-off and and stuff so 
So anyway, uh, let's see. Fearless Astrid Hofferson is saying, Twist in Time was much better. Well, thanks for your recommendation. I'll have to go see that now. (laughs) I I personally, I actually do have a favorite My Little Pony. I don't know if anyone knew this, but um, Cracker Jack. Pray tell. What's what's her name? Cracker Jack or Applejack? Applejack. She's she's my all-time favorite, so much so that I don't even know her name. It is My Little Pony, but uh, Applejack is my favorite. Please draw a Cracker Jack pony. That would be amazing. I do love Applejack. Just Um, like... I know for a fact that she is an alcoholic and that she needs help, but um, she, uh, we made a lot of alcoholic jokes with, with Applejack in that commentary. That's true. I just like her because she's from the South. If you would like to get a hold of this commentary, um, we will release it to the patrons. Yes. Um, either either as a, if we don't have time to do a Rotocast one month, we'll release that, or we'll find a way just to... to let let the patrons have it. Um, we have a few. We have Frozen one. We have uh, Equestria Girls and Home on the Range. Yeah, we so should quite, delete. We should delete the Home on the Range a, one. Quite a mix of yeah. The Home on the Range one. We should have done like, ones I, that we had all seen millions of times. Then we would be yeah, prepared. Instead, it, it was just me going, "Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, that guy's evil. Oh, she's cool. Oh, that looks cool." Oh, it's 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 done. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the credits. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, the frozen anyways, one is good, and the, and the Equestria Girls one is good too, mostly because of my initial reactions. Then I slowly become assimilated. <laughs> just, just kidding. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jeremiah. Our next Thank one you. is from Josh. So here we go, Josh. Hi, this is Josh, and I'm here to give my thoughts on this movie and ask you guys a a quick question about Zootopia. Hmm. So first, my thoughts about this movie, uh, which have to be it, is a wonderful successor to the very famous Lion King, which had to be very hard for Disney back in those days. And I would have to say that my favorite character would have to be Zero because of how beautiful she's drawn and how well her movements are drawn and created as well. And my favorite musical number from this movie would have to be my lullaby because I truly do miss being a baby and being that young for people to sing me lullabies. And now my quick question about Zootopia is what you guys would do if you had to create a ride or attraction based off of that movie since it was highly successful. So this is just signing off and I can't wait to hear this on your podcast this coming uh, Tuesday of next week. So bye! Bye. Oh, bye, Josh. <laughs> I hey, love Josh. a good long-winded outro. Um, <laughs> Josh, thank, Josh, thank you so much for your voicemail. Uh, we love having you on the show. And I totally agree. Zero was very well animated and drawn. Like, everything... About, she They really captured the spirit of Scar in her as, like, a wannabe Scar. And uh, just like her angular uh, design and and the way she articulated and stuff and how kind of crazy but also very proud she was, it really worked. And and as far as the the Zootopia, if I were to create a ride, 
That one was hard, but I think the uh, some the sort of chase house, after after Weasel. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I think when they go into the treehouse part, I think that was probably one of the coolest. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just a huge Swiss Family Robinson fan, but I really like treehouses and jungles. So I think that have something to do with that as they're like being chased through all of the all of the rogue uh, animals. It'd be fun. All right, our next one is, we have two more. One is from Sarah, and then another one is specifically for Mason. But first, Sarah. Hi, Rotoscopers. It's me, Sarah, again, and I am here to leave a voicemail for your Lion King 2 Simba's Pride review. And let me just say, Mason, glad to have you back. Um, just lost my grandpa, sorry. <laughs> um, I really like the sequel... Like, some of my early childhood memories of our, our, me watching The Lion King 2 Simba's Pride, and it had Milan in the previous, I forget what else. Gosh, this came out in 98. I would have been five years old. Um, I love this movie mainly for the music. The plot's kind of hokey, but I like the music. Yeah. I, I'm a big music person. Um, and it's just a Really solid movie, and I want to know what your guys' favorite um, Disney sequels are. Mine's probably Lady and the Tramp, too. I can hear a lot of people hating me right now, but that's my favorite Disney sequel. Um, anyways, I'll let y'all go. Bye. Love you. Oh, we love you, too, Sarah. Aladdin and the King of Thieves, all the way. <laughs> Best sequel don't, ever. Don't make me launch into the preview everything that I remember. <laughs> Follow the trail of the, the, trail 40, of the thieves. 40 thieves. Your father is trapped within their world. That would be a problem. <laughs> but it is. It is a it's problem. It's the best one. Okay. Uh, Rescues Down Under. Does that count? That one was theatrical. Yeah, yes. Okay. I really like Rescues Down Under. Me and mom used to watch that a lot. That's a, a good lot one, too. Lot. Man, there's lots of good ones. This one is actually pretty good. Uh, I don't think I'd make this my favorite one. Oh, King of Thieves. That one, so good. You don't stand so. a chance against the King of Thieves. It's so good. <laughs> I gotta that go back Chelsea, and see you it. Said, you said Return to Jafar. And did, no, I did said you mean? Oh, she said King of Thieves. Thieves. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, yes, King of Thieves yeah. it is. I think I it was Jared. I would never have said. <laughs> it, was the first, it was Daniel who likes Return to Jafar. Yeah. Ah, Called it's it. such a good one. All right, so very last voicemail. So this is from Kurt. Kurt actually sent in two voicemails, um, and they were kind of similar, and they were supposed to be for our last episode. So his first voicemail is his review of Princess and the Frog, so I'm not going to play that, um, but the second one is like a partial review slash question from Mason. So I'm sorry for not playing it last week, but we're playing it now. Here we go to round it up. Here's Kurt. Hey, this is uh, Kurt. Hey, Kurt. I'm originally from Grand Pass, Oregon. I just wanted to leave you guys a little voicemail. Uh, just saying, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, I thought there was only like one or two animation podcasts out there, but then I found yours. And I've been, man, I just keep coming back. Oh. I think it's really funny that Mason has like the best Hank Hill voice ever. I just, um, I totally forgot about that guy. He does so, have the best hand I just want to say thank you for making my day good. I'm also at BYU in Provo, and I understand Mason went there. Ayo! I wanted to ask him, like, what was his experience like there? Because I know he's mentioned it a couple times 
but I didn't really talk a whole lot about it. Anyways, keep up the good work, guys. You're awesome. Bye. Oh, Kurt. Thanks for calling in. All the way from the magical land of Oregon. Everything I know, I know about Oregon, I, I, I know from Portlandia, so I'm assuming it's 100% like that. So, <laughs> uh, oh, and the Oregon Trail. <laughs> you will get That's dysentery on your ride over to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> to get into Oregon, you have to like cross all these rivers. <laughs> well, should we caulk the station wagon and float it or, or hire station this Native wagon. American to take us across? I can't cock I can't cock my scion and float it. This is a Tesla, it won't do any good in the water. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah, what do Teslas do in the rain? Don't they just bzzz everyone? Anyway, anyway, I'm off totally off topic. Kurt, thank you for calling in. So um my time at BYU. So I was at BYU uh studying animation for about a year. And um uh long story short, I did very well in pre animation. And um, as it turns out, that program is extremely competitive. It's like getting into an Ivy League school. And um, I did not make the cut uh, the first year that I um, that I applied. And um, rather than wait another year uh, to apply again, I transferred to A&M, which for me, and this is just for me, turned out to be a better opportunity and better program for me. But BYU Animation is such uh, an incredible animation school because... You go in once you get in, and, and it's hard to get in. Um, you're you're basically put on a production crew for their student films, and they they get the whole program to uh, to do it. And while while in my program, um, it's a little less informal and um, a little more student based. Uh, the faculty do have a big part in in at BYU Animation helping um, do. Uh, from what I understand, they manage the pipeline and the rendering and things like that. And so. Um, I uh, had a great experience uh, taking 2D hand-drawn animation with Cynthia Hogan, who animated on um, Aladdin. She was the lead for The Sultan, I believe. And um, also, um, I got to do my own uh, hand-drawn pencil test with the old flower sack. (laughs) And then uh, figure drawing um, at BYU was also very educational for me. And uh, I got to... And and that was where I kind of got my start as an animation addict. And so that... it's always it's kind of weird because I did I did find A and M, which in my opinion is a <laughs> is a is a superior program uh, for the industry, but uh, BYU is still uh, a great school and a great animation school. I want to know what you're studying. Oh, we're not on the phone. <laughs> he just sent a voicemail. <laughs> I think he's uh, based on the other voicemail. He's pre animation or wants. Oh, very to be. cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, draw, draw, draw. Indeed. All right. So let's wrap it up with our reviews. What would you rate this film? Oh, man. Uh, I would give it like a, oh, I don't know where to give it three star or uh, three and a half stars. I'm going to give it a solid three. I'll give it three and a half stars. This is a Disney sequel and it tried really hard. So (laughs) three and a half stars for me. I'm going to give it three and a half stars. That's where it feels good, feels right. Um, uh, the songs, half of them aren't so bad. Half are meh. Uh, the animation is quite good. The story, while almost rehashed, is able to do it in somewhat fresh of way, which is so strange because it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was entertained. That's the the big thing is that I was entertained by the story. And I think it really is the Romeo Juliet sort of thing. So 3.5. 
Also, let us know what you guys decide in uh, the comments. Well, uh, Ninja Girl I, I Sakura one uh, gives it four stars because she adores Kiara. Jacob's 06 gives it. Uh, let me count the zeros. One hundred thousand. That's over nine thousand. One hundred thousand <laughs> over five stars. <laughs> Good times. So it's a pretty high rating. <laughs> This well, guys, thank you so much. Um, as we have been discussing in the comments below, it looks like we're probably going to skip over Ratchet and Clank. If y'all and- don't mind. If y'all don't mind. Yes, we held a roto council <laughs> with all the, the live chatters. If you join us live, you get to have a say. So you, you can have a say if you're a patron and you can have a say if you are part of the live crew, which is the roto council. Everyone, you ha- the have thou hast been dubbed roto council. And we were talking and basically I said, hey, here's everyone was like, what about lying? Or what about uh, there was a bit of a miscommunication on my, my part because we were going to do Lion King 2 this episode. And then I texted everyone. And I was like, hey, like uh, Jungle Book is coming out. Let's instead let's push things back a week and let's do the Jungle Book. And so everyone was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. But I didn't actually tell anyone like any of the listeners and didn't promote that. And then a few days ago, we get a text and then we, it was all confused because I thought we were doing the animated Jungle Book. Mason thought we were only doing the live action. And then we it's still both. on the website. On the website, it said Lion King 2. So I said, okay, at this point, let's, we already have a million voicemails. Let's keep Lion King 2. Anyways, long story short, I don't think anyone really cares about Ratchet and Clank. Everyone is begging for us to do Lion King 2. So I think next episode... Yeah, dude, it's all about Jack and Daxter. Let's do a double episode. So, guys, I'm putting a lot of homework on you, Chelsea and Mason, but I think you're up to the task. We will review both the original animated Jungle Book as well as the new Jungle Book, and I hope... What about the, uh, what about the one in the 90s that was live action? That was also by I, Disney. That one will come up. <laughs> that one will come up. Okay, good. <laughs> It will be mentioned as well as Am the I? light as the Jungle Book Two, which I have reviewed. It's like a secret Blu-ray, man crush so. of Chelsea's that we don't know about. She was really fierce yes. about that. I also let's just review Jungle to Jungle while we're at it. <laughs> Mimi Suku. <laughs> like all all Jungle movies invited. Uh, it's we're gonna jungle do Jungle to Jungle. That's how they wrote the title. <laughs> Mimi Siku is going to make an appearance, so oh, maybe we can get Mason to interview him. That would be great. So. so that is what we're gonna do so if you have not had a chance to see the new live action jungle book please go see it support the film Uh, also we'll include links on how to rent the jungle book if you don't already have it in your disney movies anywhere collection or vhs slash dvd slash blu-ray collection we will hook you up with all the links and yeah so that's what we're doing guys it has been spoken it has been decided the roto council has spoken Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally everyone says uh, skip Ratchet and Clank. Mark Mark Brown says throw in George of the Jungle 2. No, wait, wait, do you mean George of the Jungle or George in the Jungle (laughs) 2? There's so much to review. Okay, guys, get ready for the Rotoscopers Marathon happening in two weeks on Tuesday. Jungletopia. Take off work, take off school. It's happening. (laughs) All right. Uh, Good times. So. 
Anyways, let's wrap this let's up, everybody. That. You can find us here at rotoscopers.com. Rotoscopers.com slash 121 wow. is where you can find all the show notes. Also, make sure to leave us your comments down there and other similarities you see between the two films. Let me know uh, what I missed. You can tweet about this episode using hashtag animatics121. Also, we'd love to see your voicemails. We already do have a voicemail in for the live-action Jungle Book, so people are already beating you to the punch, so you can find that at rotoscopers.com slash voicemails or give us a little ring at 406-646-6575. Also, you can support us if you would like to be a patron and have your pick on the show, your favorite animated sequel that probably we will never get to unless you pick it, uh, rotoscopers.com slash Patreon. Uh, Rotoscopers.com slash Amazon is another way to support the show if you do any amazon shopping um just start your shopping there using that link (laughs) oh yes we all do we we all do and if you do need a very specific link for your country um go to rotoscopers.com slash support and then you can find the link for each of your countries and then just use that um so yes uh be sure to subscribe in itunes all of the good things all good things and uh is social media you know the drill yeah and thanks everybody for participating in the chat um you guys are great. I love it's a very lively chat. Yeah, you know you've made it when uh, the people in the chat have like their own conversations going on and, and just appear to be ignoring you. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a good thing. It means we have our own little chat community. I'm so happy. Our little uh, chat. So minions. shout out to shout out to Princess Morgan, Jeremiah, Mark, Esther, and uh, Chattelton, Jacob's uh, 06, Ninja Girl, Sakura One. What happened to Sakura's two through five? Um, fearless Astrid Hofferson, <laughs> Kai, Kai Riaka. Man, you guys have such hard handles. <laughs> hard chat handles. So, yes. Thanks for joining us live. It was really fun. Uh, slash live is where you can get all the information about how to join us live. I'll try to do a better job about posting uh, what the next episodes are so you can subscribe to the link and be ready. But you already know what the next episode is. It's going to be two weeks from now on Tuesday. So thanks, guys. And until next time, we, we are, are the Rotoscopers. <laughs>